Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Go with me to Matthew chapter 25. I felt this strongly impressed on my heart to share. Now, Matthew 25 is an interesting chapter because there are three parables that Jesus shares right after Matthew 24 where he speaks about the end times. You know, and Matthew 24 starts out with a question he's asked, what will be the sign of your coming? What should we be looking for? And he began to talk to them about the signs of the end of the age. And then right after he talks about the signs of the end of the age, he goes into this, you know, he continues. This is called the Olivet Discourse, you know, on the Mount of Olives when he shares about this. And then he goes into these parables. And these parables really are about the last days. It's about the church. The first one is the parable of the ten virgins. And then he goes, the second one, he goes into the parable of the talents. Now, when it comes to the parable of the talents, something you need to understand, this is not talents like skills or talents. This is actual money. And there's different kinds of looks. There's different uh, viewpoints on this, but because these are ancient units, but a talent was a unit of weight, approximately 80 pounds. Okay? 36 kilograms. When used as a unit of money, was valued for that of the weight of silver as a unit of currency one talent was worth about 6,000 denarii which is 6,000 days of income okay so we're not talking about little pocket change here we're talking about millions of dollars really a denarius was usually a payment for a day's labor so at one denarius per day a single talent was therefore worth about 16 years of income Okay, 16 years of income, all right? So I want you to understand what he gives them is money, all right? What he gives them is resources. Verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. So five talents, 16 times five. 16 years times five, okay? That's what we're looking at, all right? What is that? That's 80 years of income. That's more than a lifetime's worth of income, okay? That's a pretty significant amount of money he was given, okay? To another two, so that's 32 years of income. And then to another one talent, 16 years of income. Still pretty decent, right? And immediately he went on a journey then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, made another five talents. So he doubled or multiplied his money. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. So he also multiplied or doubled the resources or the goods that were entrusted into his hands. But... The one who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid the Lord's money. That's why it says money, the Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled 
accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. The Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. Now, there's a word here I want to underline and emphasize, faithful. Everyone say faithful. faithful. Now, when we think about the definition of faithful, right, we think loyalty. We think being trustworthy, right? Those are the common definitions that would first pop into our minds when we think about being faithful, right? But there's another word here. There's another word here that I want us to understand why this man was faithful because he increased and multiplied. So when you multiply, when you increase, God calls you faithful. So there's another definition of faithfulness that in, in the Lord's eyes, someone that is going to multiply the resources, being a good steward of what has been entrusted into their hands is called faithful. Another word for it is profitable. All right? Let's continue to read and we'll find out. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Interesting that the one with the five who ended up with 10, the one with the two who ended up with four, they get the same exact response. Even though the amounts are different, the results are the same. So the one with the five who had ended up with more is not getting a different response from the Lord. He's get, they're both getting the same exact response because they have both multiplied and doubled what was entrusted into their hands. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. Then the one who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown gathering where you have not scattered seed and I was afraid I was afraid that is very telling of the man's mindset fear we are in a time where the spirit of fear is running around running rampant the spirit of fear has been released many are being motivated by fear not faith Amen? Fear paralyzes. Faith mobilizes. The two were faithful because they operated in faith. It takes faith to do something for the kingdom. When you're in fear, you won't do anything. The man took what was given to him and he buried it. Look. He buried it. And he says... I know that you're a hard man. Is the Lord really hard? No, he's so good. He's good. We have to get a revelation of his goodness. Amen. His blessing. <laughs> I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Your talent. That's another telling word there. Your talent, Lord. It's like, I have nothing to do with this thing. I'm just going to take my hands off. It's your talent. 
I'm just going to bury it. No, once it's given onto you, now it's yours to steward. Yes, we're not owners. We are stewards, but we have to steward. We have to take ownership of it. We have to take, the man did not take ownership of the kingdom work that was entrusted into his hands. Amen. He was afraid. He went and hid the talent, which is what? 16 years of income. One talent is 6,000 denarii. It's a lot of money. He, didn't, he did nothing with it. Right? And the Lord answered. Or actually he says, look there. There you have what's yours. So he's just giving him back the talent, the money. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Man, that's bad. I don't ever want to stand before the Lord and be called wicked and lazy servant. My God. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, gather where I have not scattered seeds. So ought you have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Because now that he sat on the money, he's not even giving back what he received. He's giving back less than what he received because of the rate of inflation. The, the money is actually worth less now. Because we don't know how much time has passed. Let's say several years have passed at least, you know. And now he's, he's actually giving back less. He's actually lost money. You, could have, you should have at least given it to the bankers. I mean, the world system, that all they're going to do is just keep up with the rate of inflation. The world's not going to give you that doubling. Come on. How in the world is the, is the world going to double your money? Banks are not going to double your money. They're going to just give you back interest. Come on. You should have at least given them to the bankers and got some interest on it a little bit and give them, you know, give me back what I actually gave you. So you actually stole from me. You actually wasted not only my time, my money, the resources. You've actually lost money on this thing. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. That right there should do away with socialism. That right there should shoot socialism in the head. God's not a socialist. Come on. I said God's not a socialist. He doesn't take from those that are faithful, profitable. Those who multiply, work hard, amen, and give them to people who are not going to do anything. On the contrary, he took away from the one who didn't do anything and gave it to the one who had the ten talents so that he could get multiplication because faithfulness is multiplication. The blessing of the Lord. Amen. God blessed Adam saying, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over all the resources that I give onto your hands that's upon the earth. The blessing is the ability to be fruitful, to multiply. Hallelujah. And to be faithful, you have to have faith. You are faithful because you are full of faith. And faith always acts. Faith always acts. Amen. And this is in context of the end times. Again, remember, because we are in a time where the Lord is coming back very soon. 
and he's gonna ask for an account. And every single one of us is gonna have to give an account for the things that have been entrusted into our hands. The time, the finances, the gifts, the talents, the relationships. We all have been given certain things to advance the kingdom. The Lord has deposited into our lives many, many things. No one can say, well, I don't have anything. Even if it's just one talent, you have been given something. And all God is looking for is that you are faithful. That means you are profitable. Now look at this, verse 28. Therefore take the talent from him, give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, unprofitable. So God wants us to be profitable. Part of being faithful is being profitable. Part of being faithful is multiplication. And when you are faithful, you will see multiplication. When you are faithful with God as entrusted into your hands when you steward it well see he went and applied himself he went and worked hard he acted in faith the one with the five talents the one with the two talents also acted in faith because they worked they did something faith always does something but the one with the one talent he did nothing he could have at least given it to the bankers come on and kept up with the rate of inflation and got some interest back so that he would have been he would have actually given back the money he got but he didn't even do that because he was afraid and he thought that God was a hard God you know and I'm let me let me just tell you right now man he's so good God is so good he's not a hard God you know the Bible says the wages of sin is death and the way of the transgressor is hard. So this whole idea that it's hard serving God, that's a lie from the pit of hell. When you serve God, the blessing of the Lord will be upon your life. And the Lord will make a way for you. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will supernaturally anoint you. The Lord will increase you. And you will see supernatural results. Come on. Who wants to see supernatural results? Oh, yes. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah, God. I don't care what the world out there is planning. I don't care what the devil is planning. If God is for you, who can be against you? Come on. What can separate us from the love of God? Death, angels, sword, viruses? No. Absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God. He's going to make a way for you. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless the work of your hands, not the seat of your pants. You're going to have to get off your blessed assurance and put your hand to the plow. Come on. And all this stuff about expecting something for nothing, it's not even biblical. It's demonic. All it does is promote laziness. All it does is promote 
basically I mean you look at socialism look at is there any country where socialism has worked so why do, you, do we think that social, socialism is going to work in America? Why are people wanting socialism here in America? Because they have been deceived. Because they have been lied to. They have been indoctrinated in schools. Instead of being educated, they've been indoctrinated. Because schools are not educating people anymore. They're indoctrinating them. Higher education in America is a total failure. It was taken over long, long, long time ago. It's become a liberal cesspool of godless heathen agendas, indoctrinating young people. They're leaving schools with useless degrees, underwater basket weaving, gender studies, bunch of nonsense degrees, $100,000 in debt, $150,000 in debt, student loan debt, indebted to the banking system, trying to pay off thousands and thousands of dollars of student loans, can't get jobs because they have useless degrees. The trade schools have been shut down. I tell kids right now, yeah, you know, don't even go to college. Don't even, you don't even need to go to university. Go, go, get a, go to trade school. Get a skill. You're going to be making tons and tons of money. You're going to have lots of opportunities because good skilled labor is hard to find right now. So all of this is by design. What am I doing? I'm exposing an agenda. What is this agenda? It's a globalist agenda to take America down. It's been going on for a long, 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 long time. This is nothing new. That's why you got 57% of millennials who want socialism. Because they don't know what they're asking for. Really. Let's just let's ship them all over to Venezuela now. See how it's over there. Most of these people have never even been outside of the country. Come to Turkey. Come to Turkey with me. See what we have to deal with over there. The stuff that I had to work through last week. Because you can't put things in the hands of the government. They'll come and shut the church down. You may never be able to open it up again. It was very risky. The Lord gave me a lot of wisdom. Thank God I was there. We could have lost the church. I'm telling you right now. It was that close. It was that close. Then I had to give the other pastors some wisdom. You don't have to totally shut down. There's a way around this thing. You can navigate this thing through, you know, you can put guidelines in place. You can restrict certain things. You can walk, work with your people. They just shut it down to, to, totally altogether and take their hands off. I said, that's also not the right way to do it. There's a better way around this thing. You can't operate in fear. You know, we're not going to bury the church down. We're going to keep going. But we have to do things, you know, and the word the Lord gave me. Remember when I preached here before I left? Um, be as wise as a, 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 be as meek as a dove, as wise as a serpent. You know what that means. This is what a lot of times Christians don't understand. They think that we always have to be, well, great, meek as a dove. But you know what it means to be wise as a serpent? Do you know what that means? You have to know what the serpent is doing. Most Christians are clueless to what the serpent is doing. They want to be meek as a dove. They got a picture of Jesus with a lamb in his arm. 
speaking in Elizabethan English. <laughs> Church, hitherto, hitherto, I love thee. And they're absolutely clueless to what's going on out there, what the enemy is doing. They have no idea. They don't even know how to vote. That's why millions of Christians never vote because they think politics is corrupt. They're just going to take their hands off. Well, you know what happens? You know, you know what good people have to do for evil to take over? Nothing. And that's why we're in the condition that we're in. You need to get out and vote. I'm going to do my early voting this week. You need to get out and vote, and I'm going to show you how to vote. Is that okay? Oh, yes. Because I'm not just going to tell you here, well, vote your conscience. You know what your conscience is? Conscience is the voice of your heart. But if your heart, your conscience is not shaped by biblical principles, you can't trust your conscience. And many people, their conscience is seared. Well, vote biblical values. Well, what does that really even mean? Do they even understand? What, 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 are the, what, what are the issues? Is it only abortion? Every election always focuses on abortion. Yeah, it's something important to focus on, but there are many, many other things that's never really looked at. We're in trouble if, the, if they pack the Supreme Court. Biden will pack the Supreme Court. I'm telling you right now. They'll water it down. They'll pack the Supreme Court. Man. Totally marginalized Congress. And we'll be run by a court. Consolidating power. In the hands of unelected few. That's where this is going. That's what globalism is about. That's what socialism is about. It's not about giving people free stuff. It's always been the same thing. Consolidating power and money in the hands of the elite and give people crumbs. We're not living on crumbs. We have a heavenly mandate to prosper. We have a heavenly anointing to create wealth. Hallelujah. It is he who gives you power to create wealth so that he may establish his covenant with you. We are a people of the covenant. We serve a God, hallelujah, who has made a covenant with his people. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. You'll be blessed in this city. You'll be blessed in the country. Your enemies come against you one way. They shall be defeated before your face and they shall flee from, be, flee from you in seven directions. Hallelujah. You'll be the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath. I'll open to you. He says, my heavenly treasure, pour you out a surplus of prosperity. Hallelujah. You won't have room enough to receive it. Come on. They're just trying to stop the blessing of God working in the life of the Christian. We are not going to become dependent on the government. Government is not our source. God is our source. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is El Shaddai. God of plenty. The God who is more than enough. The all-sufficient one, the way maker, the one who makes the crooked path straight. Hallelujah. The anointing of the Lord gives you the ability to create, creating wealth, productivity, 
wealth creation. You see, but the world wants to, wants to turn us into consumers. You're not a consumer, you're a producer. When you are faithful, you produce. You are profitable. The blessing was given to Adam and Eve. Be fruitful, multiply. Take this garden of Eden, fill the whole earth with it. What did the devil do? He comes, gets them to focus on eating. Remember what the Lord said, if you eat, you die. You know why America is dying? Everybody's focused on eating. It was the blessing of the Lord on this nation that made this nation the greatest nation on earth. The greatest wealth ever created in the history of mankind was created in this nation. And the freedoms allowed that to happen. The spirit of pioneering and entrepreneurship is why this nation became what it became. But then people got fat, rich, and happy and all focused on eating, eating, eating. Consumerism is what's killing America. Now people want something for nothing. They just want to eat. They don't want to do anything. And they've been given this fake promise of prosperity, which never will happen. Socialism does not bring prosperity. That's why God's not a socialist. And you can't vote for socialism. It is a demonic, unbiblical agenda. Socialism is not biblical. Socialism has no place in America. America became a great country because of the ability of people to work and create the freedom, land of opportunity. Go west, young man. Why do you think people from all over the world want to come to America? Because it's the land of opportunity. Growing up as a kid in Turkey, when my dad said, I'm going to America, because we had a military coup in our nation, we lost everything. The military took over the nation. Everything was, became, basically everything was owned by the state. All the businesses, all the companies, everything was taken over. I remember the day the military came to our house, took away my dad's hunting rifle. They just went, searched the house, took the weapons. Is that what you want here in America? They'll take away the Second Amendment. We have the Second Amendment to protect the First Amendment. And Second Amendment is not so that you can protect your house from a break-in. Second Amendment is to protect this nation from tyranny of government. And we are on the verge of the greatest tyranny of government. I'm telling you right now, if things don't turn, I'm very, very concerned about this election. I'm telling you right now, it's not a guarantee what's going to happen. I'm going to share something about that. But I have to bring a biblical perspective because many preachers will never talk about this. They won't even touch it. They're too afraid to talk about it. Afraid of losing their little 501c3, whatever. Who cares? We don't have 501c3 in Turkey. We have no tax exemption in Turkey. We pay 20% tax on, on the church's income. 
and a bunch of churches many of them closed and wouldn't open because they took money from the government they took stimulus money it was more advantageous for them to not take any risks take the money remain closed go online with a little one-hour dry cleaning service tickle ears where are the men and women of God that will take a stand in this hour and speak forth about the real issues yes abortion is a real issue yes same-sex marriage is a real issue but there are also many bigger issues much bigger issues at hand that's going to affect not only this nation but the entire globe yes I know we're going to the end of the age yes I know we're going to the rise of the Antichrist rise of the one world government yes I know we're going towards that whole where this whole contact tracing and travel certificates are going to turn into most likely some kind of a chip people are going to be chipped so they can travel freely and buy and sell and they're going to be probably tracked through the whole 5g network which and 6g now of course 5g is being rolled out you see now 5g 5g everywhere 5g right 5g advertisements everywhere all right now you got the iphone 12 5g everything so 5g is going to accelerate now but they're already talking about 6g because 5g is they're saying is not going to be enough for real-time surveillance so by 2030 there'll be 6g so most likely the mark of the beast will be rolled out sometime around that time so how much time do we really have not much at all so what are we going to do are we going to take what we have and just be live live in fear go hide in caves stock up on lima beans Or are we going to rise up amen and say this is our hour this is our time come on somebody this is your hour this is your time these are not the days of Elijah these are the days hallelujah of Steve glory to God these are the days of Joanne these are the days of Grandpa Willie. Yeah. Hallelujah. These are your days. Elijah is not here. He's gone. These are not the days of Elijah. These are the days of you. You have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. Elijah is not on the earth right now. You are here we are here we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ we are God's people we are the people of the covenant we are the ones to carry the anointing we are the ones to be an oracle of God we are the ones to be a voice a prophetic voice not a pathetic voice a prophetic voice we are the ones to speak forth God's word with boldness we have to take a stand if we don't do it now who will Many are waiting for another to come. John the Baptist, Baptist disciples came to Jesus and said, Are you the one to come or should we look for another? He didn't even answer them. He goes on just healing the sick, casting out devils. Turns and says, You see what's happening? Go, and go tell John what you've seen. See, you, anybody can talk to talk. But the proof... 
is in the work. Proof in the, is in the miracles. The proof is in the manifestation of the anointing. In other words, are you anointed or not? Should we look for another? Look, don't you see? See the anointing? People being healed. Devils being cast out. Miracles. That should tell you that I am the Christ. The anointed one. We have to actually begin to now operate in the manifestation of God's power. We have to demonstrate the power of the kingdom. Because the kingdom of God suffers violence. But the violent take it by force. It ain't going to be easy. I don't know what's going to happen. Let me tell you right now. I mean, it could go the other way. What's going to happen in 2021? Huh? Are we just relying on an election? Does our anointing come from an election? Does our anointing come from a government official? Comes from heaven. If it does go the other way, we're going to need a lot, a lot more of it. And people who don't have it are going to be seriously exposed. To be faithful means not just to be trustworthy, not just to be loyal, not just to be a good steward, but also means to be profitable. God wants his church to be profitable. Profitable. To multiply. To increase. To keep growing. That's why we can't hide. That's why we can't shut down. Whatever happens, we deal with it. We find a way around it. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. When we're going through trials and tests, the Bible says, you know, don't lose heart. He makes a way. He'll give you the way of escape. You'll have to go through it. Many times we don't want to go through things. We want to just avoid them. The Lord says, you will go through it, and I'll give you a way out. And so, with whatever is coming, no matter what happens, this word is still true two weeks from today. It's still true two, two years from today. No matter what happens, God's word is essential. Church is essential. And uh, we will not go into oblivion quietly. We will not back down from the word of God. We will not back down from the anointing. And we have to stand our ground. Because the master is coming back very soon. The master is coming back very soon. Is this helping anybody here today? Yeah. Look, I come from Turkey. God sent me and my wife here three and a half years ago. He said, go to America, get ready. Get ready for a great awakening. And I know some people think great awakening is a political awakening. It's not. It's a spiritual awakening. And sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. So I don't know what, what's going to happen here in America. But without a great awakening, America as we know it will be lost. We know that. And the church has a role to play. Because it's not angels preaching the gospel. It's not politicians preaching the gospel. 
It's not the news networks preaching the gospel. It's the church's responsibility to preach the gospel. So we have to preach the gospel. We have to reach as many souls as we can. And that's what it comes down to. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Everyone say faithful. faithful. That means you are profitable for the kingdom. Just lift your hands right now. Father, I just pray over everyone under the sound of my voice. As the remnant church arises here in these last days. As the remnant church takes her place. We're going to have to be more radical. We're going to have to be more on fire. We're going to have to be more faithful than ever before. We're going to have to stand our ground. We're going to have to draw near to the Lord than, more than ever before. We're going to have to pray. We're going to have to worship. We're going to have to preach. We're going to have to give. We're going to have to sow more than ever before. And I just pray over your people that you raise them up to be profitable for the kingdom. That they will be multiplied. They shall increase. And you shall do a mighty work through your remnant church. And we thank you, Father. As this sifting and pruning is taking place. The remnant church is arising. Full of fire. Full of faith. Walking in the power of the anointing. Walking in a spirit of faith. Seeing the supernatural made manifest. Demonstrating the power of the kingdom. Demonstrating the power of the gospel. And I ask that you bless your people. Bless them. Release the power to create wealth so that you may establish your covenant. Release creative abilities, creative ideas. Thank you, Lord. Increase them and bless them. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.